Jeremy, thank you for hanging out with us a little bit longer. We have some questions and I know our listening audience is curious to know about the topic of investing, how to buy that Apple stock at the right time, how to sell it at the right time, how to get into crypto at the right time or out of crypto or any number of other investment strategies. And if we could dive into that, I would love for you just to set the table again for how you got into the trading business, your philosophy on it, and what, what would you like people to know about trading? I'm going to work backwards. So what I want people to know about trading is that anyone can do it with any size account, with any amount of time that they have available. It's easy. It's simple. You do not have to be incredibly smart, although it helps. Um, you don't have to be incredibly rich, although it helps. You don't have to have insane amount of experience. I think any person on this planet can be a successful investor and allow their money to amplify and to grow. Uh, that's, that's the one thing I want people to know about investing. I mean, anyone has the ability to do this, and most people don't. And here's why. They don't know how, bro. The simple fact, they're, yeah. just, they're scared. There's not, not a lot of great information out there. Everyone essentially knows a little bit about real estate to a degree. Like I think most people kind of get real estate, like buy real estate. Like, okay, cool. But that's because real estate has been around for thousands of years. Everyone's always had to live somewhere. You know, we always had to live somewhere. Yeah. So everyone knows, okay, I'm a, I would like to buy my house and pay it off. And now it's an asset. Uh, kind of. So secondly, the stock market, the U.S. stock market has only been around, what, 120 years, give or take. So the amount of people who know how to use it appropriately is very small. Like if your dad's dad didn't tell his, your dad, he didn't tell you, you don't know. And that's really kind of the way it works with investing and with trading right now. Uh, and I think that's why most people don't do it. And it's, man, it's so easy. Like going back to the Apple story, you know, when I invested in Apple, so it's, it's, it's in a movie, Forrest Gump talks about it. Never have <laughs> to worry about money anymore. I invested in a fruit company. And I asked my dad, Andy, I was like, what is Apple? And he told me about computers. And so this is 1994. Computers weren't totally out yet. It was like, I think, I think a lot of people are going to use computers, and here's why. They're going to have businesses, and businesses will buy these computers, and these computers will do a lot of the work that employees do. So they're going to be able to save money. That's how my dad explained it to me. The businesses will be able to save money by buying computers rather than employees. And if a company saves money, they'll have more money to buy products or sell better or market better or whatever. And if a company has more money, then it has more resources. And so when my dad explained that, I was like, okay, so you're telling me that there's a lot of businesses in America and businesses are going to be buying these computers from Apple. And he was like, yeah. And that's why I was like, we need to do that. <laughs> it just makes so, <laughs> it makes so much sense to me. And uh, Andy and Jojo, this, this is the truth though. A lot of people. And you were this. six. I was six, but a lot, a lot of people forget how, how simplistic investing is. If you buy a bunch of shares of a company, that company receives your money in essence. When they have your money, they go out and do things with that money, aka hire a sales team or do better marketing or uh, 
you know, if you put $3,000 into a company, like that's a whole salary potentially for a year for a new intern or whatever. You're literally creating a job for someone by giving a company money. They take that money and they grow it. And if they grow their money, well, naturally their share price will go up. And if their share price goes up, the amount of money that you invested increases in value and you become wealthier because you own a business. Or that's what investing is. You're owning a business. And here's the crazy part. You, me, Jojo, everyone here, everyone listening, has the ability to buy businesses that we already use on a day-to-day basis. And if you buy the right businesses like Netflix, Disney, Apple, Google, Amazon, the companies that we use every single day, if you buy them and you keep buying them, eventually you'll never have to pay for anything that you purchase ever again. Because the value of those shares, the value of your investment will literally pay for everything that you want to buy from the company. Here's an example, Andy. So, so like, like, like four months ago, bro, I bought five shares at Chipotle. Ready? Five. The shares were $1,000 a share. It went up 300 bucks per share, and I sold them. Made $1,500 profit, right? Three to- 300 times five, 1,500 bucks. That was my burrito money for the next two years. I didn't have I haven't had to pay for I haven't had to pay for Burritos Chipotle in twenty four months, man. Hey, I'm going to join you in that story. So you did a video when Tesla, when Elon Musk talked about the truck, the cyber truck. Yes, I thought that thing was god ugly. Okay, but I listened to your video, and you said buy Tesla, and I'm like, you got to be kidding. I don't think that truck's going to do very well, but I did. I, I doubled down. I bought about $7,000 worth. I'd have to go back and look. Maybe it was five. I think it was five. Within six months, and I have a Tesla Model S. It was about eighty-five grand. It paid for my car. Yeah. My I think man. I bought more, but then the stock did a five-way split. That truck blew it open, and you said it would, and I wouldn't have bought it. But you've you've got more experience at this, and I just went with it. So thanks for the Tesla, baby. That's so cool, man. That is so cool. And brother, here's the here's the amazing part. There's a lot of people that drive Teslas that don't own Tesla stock, which is crazy yeah. to me. Like that's insane. And even if it's one share, it doesn't matter. But own it because you're you want to be one of my quotes is you want to be an owner rather than just a consumer. And if you have the ability to own the products that you're using, you can truly, in a way, get paid to own that product. I know you're a big fan of Coke. You work a lot with Coke. Ticker symbol KO. They've been around forever. They range from like $40 to $50 every like three or four months. Goes to 40, goes up to 50, goes on to 40, goes up to 50, goes on to 40, goes up to 50, over and over. And over. So if you buy a thousand shares at 40, Coke's been around forever, right? Your investment's yeah. 40 grand. It goes up. To 50, you sell it, you made $10,000 per share. Sorry, $10,000 total if you bought 1,000 shares. You made $10,000, sell it, take that $10,000 and go buy 100 vending machines. <laughs> right. right? And then you put those vending machines out and you go hire someone to do the vending machine work. And then each vending machine generally costs like $1,000. And on average, a vending machine will make like $200 every two months, give or take. And so- You'll pay off a vending machine in a year-ish, 
And now the vending machines are free and you make $200, a hundred bucks a month, pretty much essentially cash flow for free, minus your expenses, whatever, let's say $50 a month per vending machines. You have a hundred of them, $5,000 a month cash flow that you don't have to do anything for. And that's most people's living expenses is four grand. So if someone had five, 5,000 bucks and they want to invest in, in cash flow, five, 10,000, whatever, what would you say are great options for people? I have two, two answers. Um, answer number one is pick some of the best companies that you know, use and understand and take that $5,000 and make sure it's a company that you likely anticipate is going to be around the next 10 years. I'll list some names. Johnson Johnson, Walmart, Costco, Procter & Gamble, Apple, Google, Amazon, Netflix, Facebook, right? Uh, T-Mobile, Verizon. These companies will be around for another 10 years, guaranteed. Now, you take your $5,000 and you buy that particular company, right? The very popular yep. term, don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Um, well, that's if the basket can break. If it's an unbreakable basket, I'll put as many eggs in there if I want. And if I have tons of chickens, well, chickens make eggs all the time. So who cares? <laughs> right? So if, if the basket can't break, if it's an unbreakable basket, you can put your money in there. If it's Boeing, for example, it's going to go higher over time. Now you wait and you wait till it goes up around 30%, whatever investment you just made. Then you sell it and you take that, uh, let's see, $5,900, right? And then you boop, put it into something else. Take that $5,900 and do the exact same thing. Boom, all of it. Buy Verizon or Johnson Johnson. Let it go up 30%, sell it. Now you take your $6,200, uh, right? And do it yeah. again and do it again and do it again. And you do that seven or eight times, like that $5,000 will turn into 25 grand very quickly. And then 25 will turn into 50 and then 50 will turn into 100. And once you get $100,000 liquid, that's generally the hardest. That's the hardest goal to get for most individuals is here's 100,000 liquid U.S. dollars that I can use and light on fire yep. if I want to. Once you're there, you've made it because now you can start buying time. And you, when I say buying time, it means hiring other people to help you do things, uh, help you coach, right? Like I hired you, uh, help you give you ideas, help help give businesses prospects you can hire marketing you can hire teams you can hire people to help you okay i want to tell awesome. a little bit jeremy if this is okay one of the big buzz things here uh you hear it all the time crypto man everyone's mm -hmm. talking about crypto cryptocurrency this bitcoin that how do you feel about crypto in general and is that something that you dabble in at all so hey, let me jump in real quick, real quick. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy was talking crypto. How long was it? Six, seven years ago. And everyone was like, it'll never amount to much. But this, this dude's been on this train a long time. So I just want the audience to hear that first. Thank you, my man. Thank you. Yeah, I've, I've been on for a while, Jojo. Um, just because I thought, I think it was so interesting because I've studied money. And I think it's so fascinating that, the biggest argument against Bitcoin was the government's going to shut it down, right? That's the biggest argument against Bitcoin. Well, guess what I did, bro? I did two things. I sat down for an hour and studied it and found out that the government can't shut down Bitcoin. It's impossible. It can't be done. You'd have to turn off all electricity on earth to stop Bitcoin. That's interesting. So anything that the government can't stop, hmm, okay, I kind of like it a little bit more now. Number two, it has a limited supply. So I got an A 
and economics in high school. Limited supply, increasing demand, what happens in price? It goes up. Goes up, baby. So those two principles to me said, wow, okay, limited supply and the government can't shut it down. People are going to want to buy this over time. Let me buy it. And all I did was start, I started buying it weekly. So I didn't take like every single dollar I had and go, this is it, and just bought Bitcoin. Should have done that. That would have been cool. But what I did do is I put it on like a, on a weekly reoccurring purchase where I just bought some every single week, no matter the price. So my answer is that's absolutely what everyone listening to this call should 100% do right now is go in and set up a reoccurring purchase to buy either Bitcoin or one of my other favorite coins, which is Ethereum, which is essentially digital concrete. That's the thing that everything is built on. Put in 100 bucks, 20 bucks, 500 bucks, whatever. Pick a number. Just do it weekly and just leave it alone. Here's my so, question. Yeah. We've seen, obviously, the price of Bitcoin has fluctuated so much. And as a store of currency, I've heard a lot of talk recently about Bitcoin um, being sort of a proxy for something like gold, right? Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it's it may never become a currency we use to exchange mm -hmm. for goods and services, but it might become something akin to like a gold, a store of value, right? And I've heard this argument poised by a couple different people. My question now is with the price of Bitcoin as high as it is now, is it too late to get in on it? No, not even close. Uh, it's been around for 10 years. So may, may, maybe a little bit more, but I mean, it's <laughs> at this exact Jeremy, like, Go ahead, Andy. How long, how old was Apple when you saw Forrest Gump and then eventually bought, would you say $6,000 worth? 5,000? Uh, 3,000. Yeah, that's a great question. Three. Um, I think Apple was probably 10, 12 years old around that time. I don't know the exact time when it came out, but I think Apple like started IPOing around 1984, 85. Well, and then if we, if we say it's 10 years old, like Bitcoin's 10 years old, and you said that same amount of stock you had as a six-year-old <laughs> would have been worth yeah. how much today? Yeah, 16.9 million. $3, so worth. if anything close to that happens with Bitcoin, and I'm not predicting it, we don't know. So don't take this as, as advice, but it is interesting when you look at it right. that way. I think I think purchasing the larger mega cap cryptos right now, JoJo is like buying real estate in Manhattan in 1917. So I don't I don't think it's too high at all. Wow. I think I think everyone wow. will always continually say it's too high as it goes higher. Um, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. So because even even if it's Dude, even if it's a hundred bucks a week, that's all you bought into, and just just let it on auto repeat for the next five years. I mean, my personal opinion, like if you did that for just five years, just kind of left it alone, your asset attribute, your asset appreciation would be at least bare minimum seventy percent over that five year time horizon, which is outstanding. I mean, you're beating everything by by leaps and bounds, and that would be the worst case scenario. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's encouraging to hear, especially with, uh, from someone of your pedigree. Um, when it comes to, to investing, there's these services like Robinhood and Fidelity has like a new mobile app now. And there's Charles Schwab accounts. Like, like investing has become so accessible to everyone. Does that pose any threats to investors now? Is it, I don't know a whole lot about the stock market, but the, the wide accessibility, does that actually affect the way this all works? That's such a good question. This is a deep question. And here's what's amazing is it makes it better. 
<laughs> it makes it even better now because now you have even more money piling in. I'll give you an example. Let's see if you can pass my stock market quiz, okay, Jojo? If you can pass this, you should invest. I will. I'm going to fail probably, but let's go. Well, all right, let's find out. So, are you familiar with the company Wayfair? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, where they do? Company. Yep, yeah, furniture company. Exactly. Their stock price went up 800 percent after COVID. Why? I'm assuming people were buying more furniture. Why were they buying more furniture? Stimulus. Stimulus checks. Uh, gosh, you put me on the spot. Let's say stimulus checks, um, remodels, a lot more time at home. Bingo. So let's pretend that you have, I don't know, 10 million people in the U.S. spend $600 on furniture. 10, 10 million times $600, I, th I think, is $60 billion. Jeez right? <laughs> That's only 10 million, man. Like, uh, my calculator doesn't even go that far. So it, it's a large number. It's either 600 million or 6 billion. It's a large number. So when you're taking that size, that, uh, that's, that magnitude of money into one company, it's going to grow. It's going to go up. No questions. Mm -hmm. So now take the exact same effect where you have 250 million people in the U.S., give or take, that yeah. puts in a dollar a day into an investment, right? That's $250 million every day that's going to go into the U.S. markets per day times five, yeah. right? That's – now I'm getting, the numbers are getting too big. I can't like $1.2 billion a week times – 52 weeks a year. I mean, $52 billion, like that's huge. These are huge numbers. And that's only if people put in a dollar, right? What if someone puts in 10 or 20 or a thousand? So then, then the numbers just start drastically increasing. So for me, the more people in this game, the better, the merrier and the higher it'll go. I'll blow your mind really quick, Jojo. So the, the Dow Jones right now is around like 35,000. Um, in the next 10 years, it'll be at 100,000. And hmm. in... A hundred years, it'll be at a million. Jeez, that compound interest is no joke. <laughs> How crazy is that? So if you're talking about, that's just the Dow Jones, okay? Not to mention the S&P or the NASDAQ or, or Bitcoin. I mean, oh my goodness. Like it's going to be astronomical what's going to be happening in just all across the world. This is, again, my opinion. Obviously, we will have market corrections, market cycles, market pullbacks. All those things always occur. That, that'll, that'll happen. We will also see an 80% market sell-off in our lifetime. But that'll be the greatest transfer of wealth that the world's ever seen since the last greatest transfer of wealth, which is COVID. Jeez. Yeah. That's, and that's be insane. prepared to buy when it goes low. Be prepared to buy. So does that excite you? Because you, you, you got the stock market quiz correct. It absolutely excites me. I, I want to hear from you now. So, so far what I'm learning is – is Ethereum is a is a is a crypto concrete right now? It's a it's a system. If I'm not mistaken, the NFTs are built on Ethereum blockchain, yep. correct? Yep. And yep. so there's a lot of buzz around that. So you're talking about Ethereum and Bitcoin. What's for you right now? This is obviously not advice for everyone, but I'm just curious for you. 
what's the gamble right now that you're going for that you're excited over, let's say a 12 month period, or let's say a six month period. Is there any play? Are there any plays right now that you're looking at and going, man, I'm so excited about this play in the next six months. Is there anything that's just really got you excited? Great question. And is it specifically crypto related or is it anything? No, anything. 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 (laughs) That's deep. Uh, I can answer that with two answers. So the first answer is um, businesses, right? Figure out a business to buy. Most entrepreneurs want to start their own business. Well, what happened during COVID is you have businesses across the world that have either gotten absolutely obliterated or almost, almost crushed. And so there are business owners everywhere that want to sell at rock bottom prices. Um, I just bought a trash company a few weeks ago with $0 down. I, I didn't even put any money wow. into the deal at, at all because the owner wanted out so bad. They were just ready to hand over the books and I just, I just lease it to them essentially. Like, wow. oh, dude, I know it's crazy, which is amazing. But that go find businesses like that's what I'm absolutely 100 percent focused on right now, because real estate's high. Stocks are high. Cryptos are high. Now, we're going to all make money with those three. But in the next six months, man, I think businesses are going to be huge, like going out and finding businesses that come like that are failing and go buy those. Um, now, number two, I do think cryptos are going to have a pretty strong move in November, December bullishly. Uh, meaning they're going to go up. I think with Black Friday, you're going to get some news releases that, hey, Walmart now accepts this particular style of crypto. And hey, Best Buy accepts Litecoin. And hey, Target now accepts whatever, Stellar Lumens. And you're going to have a pretty large surge, I think, going into Black Friday and into December um, with a lot of retailers starting to catch on to more and more people using cryptos. Because one thing that happened recently, JoJo, is a lot of cryptos start issuing um, credit cards. And you can buy, sell, trade, exchange, whatever, with just using your crypto assets. And I know tons of people right now who are only doing all their day-to-day activities financing it through the crypto account. And uh, that's a big deal. So I do think crypto is going to have a great move in the next six months. And uh, I will be participating in that ride up for sure. This is fascinating. I, I wanted, you, you touched on something I want to press into a little bit more. The real estate market right now. I live in Nashville. Andy lives in Atlanta. Uh, Jeremy, are you where are you based right now? I'm in Nashville, dog. We got to hang okay. out. We absolutely do. I'm in East <laughs> Nashville right now. Okay. Okay. And East Nashville is one of these neighborhoods, man. For those of you who are listening outside of the state, um, East Nashville has, is just an area that has exploded in the last ten years, and exploded so much in the last four years that I've been here that it feels like every year it's a completely new neighborhood. Real estate is just exploding around the country. I've been poised, Andy and I've talked about this as a personal anecdote. I've been poised to buy my first house at the beginning of 2020. And then uh, when everything kind of uh, went crazy with the pandemic, I figured, okay, well, I need to be a little bit more conservative now, step back, really hold on to my savings. I didn't know what income situation was going to look like for a little bit. And I think a lot of people relate to that experience. Well, Mm -hmm. thankfully, with things like vaccines and and businesses up and running and, and restrictions becoming looser, and some optimistic news on the horizon. I think a lot of people are back into that mode of investments. And I know a lot of people personally, including myself, who are trying to make that move into uh, buying a piece of property. How, how do you feel about the real estate market right now? Is it a horrible time to buy? Are we buying at the top of the market? Is real estate always a good investment? There's so much conflicting advice. I'm just curious what your opinion is on the real estate market right now. 
that's, <laughs> that, that is an amazing question, man. <laughs> um, I have so many viewpoints on it, but I'll, I'll try to be as concise and succinct as possible. This is not a buyer's market or a seller's market. It's a sucker's market. Uh, that's what one of my real estate mentors has said, and she is uh, worth hundreds of millions of dollars in real estate. Um, now, if you are buying a property that you plan on living in, and you're not going uh, into debt to you know good debt or bad debt, you're not you're not leveraging yourself to buy this property. That's fine um, when you're because you're buying a primary residence, like you're going to outrun it. Primary residence, right? You, you're in there for two years, and if you sell it in two years, you don't have to pay any capital gains taxes anyway. So for a place to live in, absolutely. But here's what I would challenge most people with. Most people, when they're putting in money, uh, if you buy a house, Jojo, do it with as little down as possible, preferably zero or 3%. Because money is cheap right now, and you're going to get a better return on, let's say you had $50,000 for down payment. I would rather you pay me for a coaching session in Nashville. I sit down, I help you buy $49,000 worth of Ethereum. You take $1,000 and you go buy your house. That $49,000 is going to turn into $150,000 in like next six months. Right. And you still have your house. So put as little cash into this house as possible up front right now, because financing is so inexpensive. You have rates that, I mean, you can get a, a 0%, like nothing down first time home buyers, no problem in Nashville. And use your actual money for something else because what most people do is they become uh, house, house, what's called house poor. They take their 30%, they buy their house. Now it's locked up into their mortgage and they don't have anything to do with their cash. And that's not a great position to be in. Mm. Yeah. What are uh, take, we love, we love Andy, Andy knows this. We love bite-sized takeaway points here. Um, what are, can you give me like a bite-sized takeaway point? What are those boxes to check to make sure you're, you're as financially fit as possible to, to purchase a big investment, like a, like a piece of real estate with 0% down? Nothing, dude. Like, bro, if you have a heartbeat, you can buy, if you can buy a property for 0% down without question, do that always. <laughs> there's nothing you need to, love it. There's nothing you need to check. Like, cause always 0% a always a good move. Always for zero percent down, like you can just finance it, sell it, get it out, rent it out, do something with it if you need to. I mean, with no money down at all, for sure. Um, the question becomes how many of those do you buy? That's the mm. real question, right? Because you buy one, yeah. no brainer. Um, should you buy 10? Well, now you need to make sure your income can sustain it, you can rent it out, you have a proper game plan, you have a future plan, you have a business plan with your real estate. Cause if you buy 10, right. Are you Airbnb them? Are you renting them out short-term, long-term rentals, uh, you know, leasing them out to college kids so they can rent them out. Like, what are you doing with those properties? Um, I don't, I don't believe in like emergency savings account. I don't, I don't believe in a rainy day fund. Uh, I, I go against the grain on a lot of financial statements that are just always made. You know, like don't put all of your eggs in one basket. That's one of my favorite ones where I'm just like, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, I think the best thing to do is concentrate to get rich and then diversify to stay wealthy. Diversification is for people who, who don't know what they're doing. They haven't studied. They haven't spent any time learning how powerful of a company Tesla is. I get people all the time and tell me Tesla's going to go to zero. I'm like, bro, you are, are, you are not a smart person. Like if you think Tesla's going to go to zero, you're just not wise. You, you don't have an IQ at all. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. 
<laughs> so there, there are certain companies that will absolutely without question grow in the next decade. Apple makes $90 million net an hour. Holy an hour. Holy. They have $250 billion in cash. They have enough cash to buy every professional sports team in the, on the planet. Mm. In a, MLB, NS, NFL, NASCAR, NBA, MLS, Premier League, every one of them. In cash, dude. Like Apple's going to go higher in the next 10 years. Will it go up a lot? I mean, not necessarily. It might go up another 200% in the next 10 years, but that's, that's huge. Learn about money, team. If you're that's, listening to this, this is this is knowledge bombs left and right. Andy, <laughs> do you want to jump in with anything? Because I, I feel like I just I picked your brain on a wide variety of topics, but I think all of this is super applicable to the audience because, like, th- this is the real stuff. I mean, you talked before about this whole notion of um, of of educating the masses, and that kind of ties in with your own personal mission statement and your own personal drive to to have this education. And, and you're giving us like the up close and personal real deal advice from your perspective and the real deal perspective that you have. Um, what do you have, Andy? Cause I'm, I'm just swimming in knowledge right now. I'm overwhelmed. You know, I, I think one of the most powerful things I heard from Jeremy was about real estate because there's so many different opinions, you know, is it the right time to buy wrong time to buy? I love his, his, his real real estate friend that said it's a sucker's market, you know, but, but, if you're buying a piece of real estate or a first time home and you go live in it for a while, the principle I remember hearing that really got me to dial into real estate was when somebody back in the day asked Mark Twain if they should buy real estate. And Mark Twain, the author, looked at them and said, yeah, I'm pretty sure you should. They're not making any more of it. Mm-hmm. Precisely. So back to Jeremy's point of scarcity and the size of the market, that's why real estate over five to 10 year periods throughout history always goes up. There's a limited amount. So be smart for anyone that's listening, but it's still a sound investment over time. Always is. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And there's so many nuances to real estate. Um, like there's, there's like you mentioned covered calls, Jojo earlier uh, as a strategy that you'd love to learn more about. I mean, if, if I were 23 years old and I had $10,000 in cash and I was like, should I buy this house or should I do the stock market? The most no brainer answer, like hundred percent stock market, keep renting, build your cash as much as possible right? Build your cash because you can rent anywhere. You can live anywhere. See it as an opportunity, right? Any Airbnb, let me not say any, 95% of the cities in America, I'm talking Seattle, uh, San Diego, Dallas, Houston, you can get an Airbnb for $2,800 for an entire month, right? And that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. So you have the ability to live everywhere you want. The internet's everywhere. Work is everywhere. Go travel. Go take your girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever. Travel the world. Go live in Airbnbs for three thousand dollars or less a month, which is ridiculous. Like so, that's so cheap in my opinion. Anywhere in the world, and then take your money that you have in yeah. cash, and definitely <laughs> buy shares of stocks and do covered calls with it. Good companies, companies that you use, companies you know, companies you understand. Buy them, do covered calls, get called away, repeat that process over and over and over and over and over until you have $100,000 liquid. It'll take about three years, three and a half years. 
And once you do that, then you can go buy a house, but you can go buy five, right? You can buy one to live in and you can buy th four others that you can rent out and then do it with a home equity line of credit so that you don't actually have a mortgage, but now you have a first lien HELOC instead of a mortgage, which is something that most people don't anything about. And then you take that five properties, you collateralize it together as a loan, and you go buy an apartment complex and then go, it's just so many cool things to do with real estate, dude. <laughs> <laughs> My mind is being blown actively right now. I love talking about money. Yeah, dude, me and Andy, man. I just, it's so fun to talk about. Like most, here, here's the thing that most people should talk about. Money, sex, politics, and religion. What do most people not talk about? Money, sex, politics, and <laughs> That's all we should be talking about every day because that's what rules Andy's the world. spice of life. Andy and I actually have, have considered pivoting into uh, this being a sex podcast. So, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Makes it's the world called, go around. It's, a, uh, it's an offshoot called uh, The Tenacious Bedroom. And it's just uh, all advice from Andy. <laughs> do it. Do it. It'll blow up. <laughs> I love it. We'll, we'll sell mirrored ceilings as a side That's right. project. That's right. <laughs> Back hey, to money, I know, guys. I, Back to money. Hey, I know we need to wrap up. Jeremy, thank you so much for the words of wisdom, the insights, the humor. And man, what I love most about you is you take life seriously, but you keep it light. Like maybe it's you take life lightly, but you're also serious. Whichever way it is, I appreciate that balance that you have. Thanks, man. It's, it's an honor and privilege to know you, and I cannot wait to get wrap my arms around you again soon, bro. You're such a great person. So influential. You're so caring. And uh, this was an honor and privilege to be here. Mutual admiration club. Same with Jojo. Yes. I appreciate it. Had fun. Jeremy, thank you for your time. Man. Hey, where can people find you online? I would say the best place is to throw my name in to Google browser, uh, jeremynewsome.com. So with two R's, Jerry and me, Jeremy, that's how my first name came to be. Um, I have a podcast also, not as cool as yours, but it's uh, called Broke to Woke. Myself and my real estate mentor, Brittany Turner. Um, it's awesome. Check it out. Yeah. Make sure to check that out. Learn from her. She's one of the smartest women and smartest people on planet Earth. And it was amazing to have two seasons and we're going to be doing a third together. But yeah, man, uh, if you do Broke to Woke and JeremyNewsome.com, you're going to get all the information you need to know about me. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah, bro. Thank you.